This is Our Point with Zach and Carmen. Good morning. Morning. It's like that fake spring thingy that you talked about out there. It's like, it looks so nice. It's full spring. Full spring. There was somebody who was telling me, oh, somebody on the radio talking to me about how this is their favorite month because it just keeps everybody on their toes. Every every day is a little bit different. I was like, no. March, March is their favorite month? Yes. I, I felt like that was just hmm. a stretch. Stretch. Because March is the month where we get usually huge snowstorms, which I do love, mm-hmm. followed by all of the mud, mm-hmm. followed by more snowstorms, mm-hmm. followed by 50 degrees, then 10. It's not, it's not great. It's not great. I don't even have anybody that I know who has a, anybody that I know closely that has a birthday in March. Not even the people in my life like to be born in the month of March. Mm. My family has a ton of March birthdays. Mm. Are they all shapeshifters um, like the month of March? Including my brother-in-law. So so we're not going to say anything negative about that. Happy, happy birthday, <laughs> Brian. It's coming up this week. The twins, their birthdays are in March. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Which you guys are having a birthday party and you're going to be a mermaid, right? What are you? Yes, there's a it's a mermaid theme coming up here. And yes, I got a. I bought myself a shirt that says "Mermaid Auntie." Should we get you a wig, a mermaid wig? That'd be mm-hmm. kind of fun to show up with, like some long mermaid hair. Yeah, uh, Andrea was talking to me about how different ways to do mermaid makeup. Like you, you put like a little bit of fishnet here, and then you put the eyeshadow, so it kind of looks like scales. I was like, yeah, totes. Sure. Okay. Are you gonna do that? Uh, probably not. Okay. All I mean, right. maybe. Um, also, my friend Alicia, her birthday's on Thursday. I don't think she listens. I was going to say, um, geez, I need to stop talking shit about March birthdays here pretty quick. And Andy, I don't know if Andy listens, but Jody does. So Andy's birthday's coming up. Cousin Karen, there, there's uh, Jody's daughter, Lily. It's a lot. Oh, my God. Are you just like reading off Facebook at this point? What are you doing? <laughs> no, this is my actual calendar. And then Jesse. Um, her anniversary is also on my calendar. Well, and before what else Facebook, ha- you had to like keep track of your own shit. <laughs> like what else is happening in March? There's daylight savings time, I think, is coming up. I think. Um, also, I have you and my, my our anniversary on my calendar. We, we have an anniversary? Uh, apparently of the day that we met at the fundraiser. You are so weird. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. <laughs> That's a lot. I think this is probably on our bio or somewhere, but Zach and I met at a fundraiser in 2012, apparently. And like, I think I asked you to move in with me that day. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't as like official and sweet as that. Um, It was like, Zach was staying with a different friend who was really far away from his office. And I had a bedroom that I rented out and that no one was living in. This is something that people who don't live in Sioux Falls will never understand. But anybody who lives in Sioux Falls, they think if anything is more than five miles away, it is like across across the earth, which is hilarious to me because they live in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. So like everywhere you have to go, it takes miles to get there. But for some reason, the Sioux Falls people, to get across that sprawling metropolis, if it takes more than 10 minutes. They don't oof. like it. No. 
Oof, ain't work, ain't worth living there. So, anyways, I'm very glad that I chose to heed your advice and move into your bedroom. And here we are. Here we are. Um, how was your weekend? How's your vanity? Tell me all about it. Tell me all the things you did, Carmen. Oh my God, y'all. Zach came to my house in an SUV full of things for my house. <laughs> Giant box of tools and a vanity well, kind of a man carmen i come with a tool bag um, obviously okay yeah so we ripped out the old vanity and the medicine cabinet and we took apart the light in the bathroom and things were going well until we discovered that the previous homeowners didn't finish the wall behind all of those things Yes, to the point where there's like gaps in the wall yes there are holes in the wall different building materials in the wall it's very like they didn't tile underneath the old one. It was kind so that that they did throw a wrench in the plan. <laughs> very Slow, much did slowed us down. Oh, because um, the texture. The problem is, is that then the texture of the wall. So again, the thing we had you that had to find something that was the exact same size to cover the the hole or bigger to cover it, because if it was smaller. Well, none of the textures were the same. So you couldn't even like paint it and like move on because all of a sudden you would have completely different wall textures, which or a hole. Right. And that's that's when I decided this was too big of a project for Zach for the weekend, mainly because I was also so fucking hungover and so mad of the fact that Carmen like basically blacked out and didn't know who she was for hours and woke up fresh as a daisy and was like, do, 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 do. And I'm over here doing deep breathing exercises. So that also hindered my ability to um, fix the holes. Uh, but it is beautiful. It's so beautiful. And you have now like running water with a little a drain stop and you have the little hose that comes out. Because yes, I have not had a drain lot. stop in years, so that is a, a new addition to my life that I'm pretty excited about. Well, when we were shopping for a faucet, Carmen, your, your grandma told you to make sure <laughs> you what? Well, I wash my hair in the sink like multiple times a week. And grandma was like, make sure that you get a sink that you can like get your head under there. And I was like, yes, grandma, I agree. That is a that is an important priority in sink purchasing. And because they don't make vanities as short as the one that I used to have, which was the perfect height for me because I'm a tiny person, um, we got a fancy faucet that pulls out. So like kind of like a kitchen faucet. That's going to be great. You can. I might use it today, uh, actually. Maybe a good idea. Might, might be. Might be a good. Mm-hmm. Yes, so that was, um, that was our weekend. And we, got to, weekend? we got to, I got to eat steak fajitas and chislic and taco pizza mm-hmm. it was great really really happy it was, it was all around it was all around great and again south dakota so much freedom over there so much freedom um which is worth bragging about um which is exactly what christy Nome, your governor is doing and there was an article in vox because one of the other things that we did as we were as well, as I was trying to do some deep breathing exercises on Sunday morning was watch <laughs> face the nation, face the nation. And all of a sudden fucking Christy Nome pops up all red eyed and bushy wearing blue. Like she, her hair is very dark right now, by the way. Um, 
pouring blue. And so there was also an article in Vox titled Christy Nome tried to make a to take a victory lap for her coronavirus response on CBS. It did not go well. And so Christy shows up, you know, all fresh, bush, bushy eyed, full of conservatism following her her CPAC speech where she basically decided that it was fun to make fun of Dr. Fauci. I, I can't quite figure out when we decided that Dr. Fauci was the one that we needed to like criticize. So she went on to talk about how, you know, Dr. Fauci is, is always wrong. And then, you know, that got lots of, lots of applause. And she also, her big bold statement was that um, coronavirus didn't shut down the economy. Government shut down the economy to which, okay. So then she came on this per, on Face Nation and Margaret Brennan, the host, proceeded to smack her, smack her and her, her response to COVID down amazingly. And part of this article talks about the reality that Christy Nome is this quote unquote rising star in, in the Trump land crazy world. Um, but the reality is she hasn't been scrutinized or faced any type of real, real <laughs> like media presence because um sorry again for the south dakota friends that work in journalism they don't like to actually hold christine Elm accountable for anything um and so now margaret brennan and national press hey angela kennecke is out there doing her best yeah sure not going well um but christy of course goes on to say that you know south dakota's COVID response is great and you guys were given and still have all of that freedom, so much freedom over there to take personal responsibility and yada, yada, yada. And then market was like, mm, also, how does it feel to basically to have one of the worst responses to COVID of all time in the country? And market, of course, talks about mortality rates of South Dakota having um, one of the highest, the highest states in with, the country. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. more than one in 500 residents have died from COVID since the pandemic started. Um, and of course, Christy was like, mm, we don't like those numbers. So we don't talk about those numbers. We talk about these other numbers to which Margaret Brennan came back and was like, mm, yeah, I'm not talking about those numbers because those numbers actually don't matter. Um, and then the best part of it all was she hit Christy right in that pro-life heart of hers. <laughs> and she was like, you, you are believe those conservative ideals on protecting the sanctity of life. And so basically, how are you okay with all of your people dying? How is that responsible? And Christy, like her computer short started and we're like, oh, and she looked like a fool. Not because Margaret Brennan or face nation asked her anything difficult because, but because she couldn't get off of her, her repeat track of how great of a job South Dakota has done. So I just thought it, it was interesting one, because we were laying there and Eva Christie popped up and two, because she is now going to face some sort of, you know, hard journalism and she is not built for it. So good luck, Christy. Yeah. It was interesting because she's been using these same talking points every time she talks about coronavirus and then they didn't 
in any way line up with what Margaret Brennan was asking her about. And she did not care. Like she just yes. stuck to the script that, and that is kept a on going. That is a trick of Republicans that they just keep repeating themselves because then you're only going to take away. Right. And I mean, yeah, I mean, it 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 seems it's fine. So, yeah, that's definitely a strategy. I was very upset that she wore blue because that is not her team. And (laughs) Uh, it is interesting because, of course, about that. Christy continues to talk um, about, well, you, you should be asking these questions to Andrew Cuomo and Gavin Newsom of California. And Margaret Brennan's like, yeah, but they're not on my show right now. So, okay, we're going to we're going to keep talking about you. Well, that's um, just it. She's very much like a lot of what aboutism and oh, you think my state's bad. What about this? What about this? And they're like, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about your state. And then they talk about Sturgis and she was like, I just gave everybody the information, which is not true. Like the information coming out of South Dakota is few and far between there's at there's zero transparency as far as what is going on and it's well, that's great that you bring that up because that's a huge part of this article that i glossed over and the part of this interview on face nation centered around the reality of south dakota hosting and encouraging people to christy encouraging people to attend sturgis which drew nearly five hundred thousand people um, and even Dr. Burks and other people within the Trump administration were like, this is a bad idea. But there was a recent study from <laughs> the San Diego State University, which I thought was funny that the one SDSU, SDSU that isn't the South Dakota State SDSU that always gets us in trouble with, with the sports teams and trying to figure out who is who, it basically did a study on South Dakota and, and saw or found that hundreds of thousands of people were infected as a result of the super spreader event. And it potentially involved more than $12 billion in healthcare costs in the yeah. Midwest region and was basically solely responsible for the Midwest huge surge in COVID in the, in the late summer, in the, in August and September. Um, right. Because he was the- like, I have no response. We, we did some testing and we think maybe there was only a hundred people and like yeah, she's gave disputed the choice that, to show up. That San Diego report this whole time. But when you look at the rally was in August, and then South Dakota and North Dakota became the top two states in the nation for uh, positive cases. And they stayed there for like 15 weeks. Um, that started in September. And like Christy can just draw no logical conclusion from that. Well, she can't. She just chooses not to. But it was really funny to watch her, like, try and see her brain spin behind. So she had a very high with CPAC and then got smacked down by Margaret Brennan on Face the Nation. And it was lovely. Lovely, lovely. Uh, It was. It was fun to watch. I'm glad. Mm -hmm. Oh, Christy. I mean, we have not seen the last of her. (laughs) No. I want to talk a little bit about, we're going to stay with the South Dakota theme this morning. Uh, So Anthony Becerra is the Biden nomination for the Secretary of Health and Human Services, which I'm very excited about. And he had to go through a Senate hearing. He's also the current Attorney General of California. California, you're right. 
Uh, so we had to go to the, through the Senate hearing, and one of the senators in the committee is South Dakota's own Senator John Thune. Hmm. So the Washington Post did a fact check article, which I appreciate. Uh, it called Biden's pick for HHS sued the Trump administration, not a group of nuns. <laughs> um, by Salvador Rizzo. And so basically, when as Attorney General of California, the uh, Becerra sued the Trump administration multiple times. And one of those times was about um, expanding access or keeping the expanded access granted by the ACA for um, contraception. And there was a lawsuit that a group of nuns joined as it was in progress. And it happens to be called like the state of California versus little sisters of the poor. And so it may seem to the casual observer that this man sued a bunch of nuns and not the federal government, but it is not true. But the quote I really like from Thune, it says, it does seem like as attorney general, you spent an inordinate amount of time and effort suing pro-life organizations like Little Sisters of the Poor or trying to ease restrictions or expand abortion, which I say, woot, woot, thank you. And uh, I think that he's just going to be great y'all i mean i just think it's it's funny that again i don't feel like thune or any of these people can use the language you've spent an exorbitant amount of time on anything because that's all they do well i was gonna say talk about someone who spent an inordinate amount of time on abortion like fucking thune or dismantling the aca um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i wonder if thune's stance is that like nuns can never be sued like can nuns never do anything wrong because i mean the only nuns that i know that are well that was the (laughs) go ahead sorry well i mean are is sister mary clarence and her (laughs) friends and the rest i'm sure have done something that's a little iffy right well nuns general i would say Nuns can go either way because n- some nuns are amazing social justice warriors and are truly looking out for the marginalized populations and um, want things like um, improved access to healthcare because, you know, that's what Jesus would do. That is what Jesus would do. Um, but yeah, I was like, I, I honestly wouldn't care if. The, they sued the nuns because the nuns were trying to take away health care from people like that is also fine with me but just in case it's you know this is the way to make this issue the most inflammatory way possible is to say that this man personally went out of his way to sue a bunch of nuns uh which is how the republicans in the health committee were trying to frame it and if the worst thing that he did was that he sued a group of nuns like Okay, Jonathan's not even Catholic, so get over it, John. Yeah, I just but I just thought this would be a way to bring up how excited we are about Xavier Becerra are, are, and how I feel like not excited we are about John Thune. I feel like actually I and I'm going to be honest here. I'm not excited about any of Biden's nominees. None what of about them. Pete, you like Pete? Sure, but 
Pete. Transportation. Cool. <laughs> like, welcome back to the reality of government is boring. And again, you have competent people in there. Ain't making no headlines. But I don't think you might be the only person that feels like what's his name? A Bersida Bajina? What? Basera. 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 That the only person that's excited about him, right along with, I don't know who else. I, I ain't got nobody. I ain't got nobody. Well, we're gonna talk about Miguel Cardona after the break. Who? So, exact. I mean, <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine with government being boring. I want government to just work. I don't want to have to spend all of my time worrying about whose rights are going to get taken away today i do carmen we got a podcast we need content <laughs> like this shit is boring this shit's boring come on biden pick it up pick it up all right well let's go get some more coffee apparently our podcast now has become a toilet a taylor swift love fest which stan account mm-hmm. yeah i'm all fine i'm all for us standing for Taylor Swift. I'm sure we're the only one. <laughs> well, I don't think so. I think there's probably entire podcasts that are based on Taylor Swift. That was sarcasm. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry. Didn't didn't catch it over here. It's little so dry, funny. little dry this morning. <clears throat> uh, but if you weren't paying attention, Billboard is here to help us out with an article titled The Streamers Degrassi. Oh, oh, hang on, hang on. Back her up. That was a, a sub headline. That's not the title. <laughs> Um, titled, do you like my sound effects? This I did. I really did. Titled Taylor Swift slams lazily, lazy, deeply sexist joke about her in Netflix's Ginny and Georgia. So there is a Netflix movie TV show titled Ginny and Georgia, which apparently is about a mom and her daughter and navigating the difficulties of that, that relationship and adolescent life. So Uh, it's Gilmore girls. Sure. I mean, yes. Okay. Did Gilmore Girls? Oh, yeah. The the old, the one lady was the mom and then there was a kid, right? Mm-hmm. I tried to watch the the new one or whatever it was. Or maybe I tried to go back and watch the original season on Netflix because they had, it was, it was rough. The Gilmore Girls? The Gilmore Girls. About? It does I not feel like age I missed well. it. Yeah, I missed, I missed the book, it's, but that's okay. um, It was basically chock full of pop culture references in the moment, and mm. therefore it rendered it pretty much. Yeah. Um, anyway. Right up there with Sex and the City. But back mm-hmm. to Taylor. Um, and there was apparently uh, a joke in this Netflix TV series um, where basically the mom quipped to or the kid quipped to the mom like what do you care what speaking about breaking up with her boyfriend you go through more men than you go through men faster than taylor swift which taylor swift's the swifties got all riled up and i was like oh no no don't don't be making and then taylor got back on here and hit netflix right in the jaw with a pointed tweet that said, hey, Ginny and Georgia, 2010 called and it wants its lazy, deeply sexist joke back. How about we stop degrading hardworking women by defensing the horse 
horseshit as funny. There we go. As this horseshit as funny, they edited the tweet for the billboard article. <laughs> also, Netflix, after Miss Americana, this outfit doesn't look cute on you. Happy Women's History Month, I guess. Um, because, of course, there. then that points out there's two recent Netflix show, including Degrassi, Next Generation or Next Class, that also has a mocking line about Taylor Swift having a career off of her exes, to which Taylor also hit back with like, yeah, I don't hear anybody um, critiquing Ed Sheeran or um, a bunch of other male things who are making songs about their exes, their current girlfriends. Um, Nobody is raising any red flags about that. So again, not great. And I find it interesting, one, that, Netflix do better with your shows if you are profiting off of huge movies and releases off of Taylor Swift. Because again, Netflix has two big deals with Taylor Swift on her documentaries. Um, so, so not a good look to have other Netflix shows making fun of Taylor Swift when she's also a cash cow of yours. Um, Cause rightfully so she holds grudges. She, and she well, should. And her, her fans are deeply, deeply loyal. And like, basically what we're, I mean, we're just slut shaming Taylor and that I, I don't know why we would, well, and why, why it feels necessary to do that. I have, I think I am now going to describe my life. So like when I write my autobiography, Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. is going to be um, uh, before freeing Britney Spears documentary and after freeing Britney Spears documentary part of my life where I now also think like, okay, everybody, we treated Britney like shit. Let's, let's also think about Taylor Swift for a second. One, why the hell are we commenting and making jokes about somebody's like a young, young woman's like dating relationship. Cause I mean, we're talking about somebody who was in their early twenties still is, I think she just turned like 30. So what, what are, what are you doing? I mean, I don't know how many of you had multiple boyfriends or girlfriends when you were 22. I imagine you had a bunch of like three month relationships. And so, right. But nobody put you in the tabloids. So nobody put you in the tabloids for no other reason than to talk shit about you, about something that all of us do. Um, so, I mean, I feel like part of the red flag about this quote-unquote respect tag that was going on about Taylor Swift and these jokes, I think is based upon an awareness that we're seeing, again, about how we are treating these young women. Because um, she talks like nobody's nobody's doing this to Bruno Mars. Nobody's doing this to, I mean, Chris Brown, like, beat his wife. Mm-hmm. Or his mm-hmm. girlfriend, excuse me. And we've all, he like gotten fights in clubs. We're still all hanging on to what Chris Brown is doing and not making fun of him for all of his lady problems. I, I don't know. I just love that Taylor Swift is not afraid to call all of these people out who she has business relationships with. I agree. And I think that is part of what makes her like such a force is that she can just be like, "Hey, this is not cool." Well, and she's doing it like, on things. We're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it right now. We're not gonna. Yes, and she's doing it in a way again that 
is super she's hitting the nail on the head right she's not like being crazy and talking about stuff that isn't relevant she like is like oh you see this thing right here not cool guys not cool right here because she does it in a way that is also like a trying to you know educate netflix whatever but she's also educating all of us and then because if you're just like oh whatever i don't get it but then you're just like oh yeah we aren't slut shaming dudes in the in male artists the same way that we are with the ladies and huh that is bad and that it just i do think that she um does things in a way that you should feel bad but now best, be now be better. Right. One of the best songs that Taylor has came out with as of late that I like, which is not on her folklore, folklore, folklore or evermore. Oh my god, my brain does not work this morning. Um, but it is on her lover album. It is titled If I Was a Man. And it's a great song that talks literally about her entire career and what it would be like if she was a man and how like just all of the situations would be different. She wouldn't be called a bitch or any of these things. If, if she was a man or, you know, a man, a holic or any, anyways, if you're curious about it, go listen to the, if I were a man song, even the music video is great. Cause she dresses up like a man. Um, uh, but where to go, Taylor, where to be out there swinging. Agree. I, I, and Again, everybody, if you haven't Hashtag seen Hashtag respect free- Taylor. Yes, and if you haven't seen the free Britney Spears documentary on Hulu from the New York Times, go do it because Britney is changing the world. Free Britney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, free Britney. <sighs> what exciting been- things do you have to talk about? What, what's I was like, that next? would have been a better article to end on because now I'm going to bring you back and talk about another secretary pick. Who? In our what? boring, <laughs> our newly boring government. So boring. Um, Miguel Cardona. These so people. this is from USA Today. Senate confirms Miguel Cardona as Biden's education secretary. We are officially, officially done with Betsy DeVos. Mm. Yeah. Betsy is having a hard go of it on her billion dollar yacht. Just. That's fine. She can stay there. By the way, Savannah Berman wrote this article that we're going to talk about. Okay. And uh, so Miguel Cardona, the new education secretary. Um, so he is now, this is a very fraught time in education. Is it? As we're trying to, it's so interesting to me because everyone uses, we're trying to open schools, open schools, open schools. That's what they talk about on the news a lot. And I was like, yeah, we are, we've been doing that a long time. Well, like, you guys have freedom. Since September. We, yep. So, He's trying to open other schools. Mm, okay. And um, the, because this is part of the Biden, you know, 100 day thing, we're going to reopen a majority of the K through eight schools. And we're trying to get the money through Congress to help him out with that and the vaccinating teachers. And so he just wants to bring some partnership and clear communications to recover our public education. Okay. He's only 45, which is, ex- I mean, that's young. Just a fun fact. It's pretty young. Yeah, for sure. It's no Pete, but whatever. Um, and then here's our favorite part. Cardona has vowed to undo many of the policies DeVos put into place. 
including stricter rules for investigations of sexual misconduct at schools and um, looser guidelines benefiting for promise for-profit colleges. He talked about an emphasis and focus on civil rights for LGBTQ students and stressed the legal rights of transgender children um, during his confirmation hearing. So I feel like we have some good, feel, I feel good. I feel good about him. I'm decided with- that the new Cardona, um, the only way I'm going to like him is if Anybody in the administration follows through with eliminating student loan debt, which he also can do. So I am getting dangerously close to becoming a single issue voter and also being like all of the women groups and organizations that continually um, have their reproductive health used as a political like carrot that hangs out in front of you but they never actually give it to you but they always do lip service that they're going to do something about it and then they never actually do it dangerously close to becoming one of those people as well as so i apologize to all of those um women who um continue to have their reproductive rights hung in front of their face and nobody actually does anything about it so i'm getting dangerously close to becoming that person with student student alone yeah i've never been a one issue voter no, but I, I mean, granted, my one issue falls right in line with how I want to vote in general, but same, <laughs> I mean, it, it works. So I don't have to be quite as weird, but Cardona, if you don't, I don't care about opening K through 12, K through eight schools. I really don't could give zero shits. All of these little kids. Oh, they're, they have to work on their computers. What do you think their life is going to be like for the rest of their life? You think they're going to be sitting out here working in the fields together? No, they're going to be sitting there doing computer coding. So they might as well get used to it now. That's what I think about that, Carmen. What? I mean, I love this. They're like, oh, they need to go back and play at the playground. Really? Betsy DeVos took away recess about 15 years ago. They don't, they don't play together. They don't go outside. They don't even have gym class anymore. We took away gym class, all of the arts. So, like, let them sit at home, just like the rest of us. This is what their life has become. 605-215-1043, if you would like to comment. Well, let's, let's all be honest. Let's be honest. Are we ready for it? Here, buckle your seatbelts. The only reason that people want their kids back in school so that they can have their quote unquote babysitters back and not have you, to deal are you with their children. Quoting the article we did last week? No, but I'm just saying, like, all these people are like, oh, we need to get our kids back in school. No, it's not. You just don't want to have your kids home with you. Um, well, I, speaking from my coworkers, because I don't have children, um, it it seemed like a nightmare to have her children home while she was trying to work. Sure. And they were like middle school high schooly aged like they seem to be like people that you could say go away don't bother mommy while she's working and they would still fucking bother her and i was like i just don't understand why but whatever sure but i have coworkers that do that i say don't fucking bother me and they bother me anyways i'm just saying that that example while i think is true is not based on the kids' personal development and their real need to be back in the classroom. It's that the kids are her kids are fucking annoying and they won't leave her alone. I think their kids should probably be in school. Well, but I don't, I don't know enough to say that definitively. I like the definitive. 
right now. <laughs> I like the definitive. This is a podcast. We're not supposed to be boring. We're supposed to be engaging. Controversial? All right. Yes. Like, we have to say something. How are we supposed to be famous on TikTok if all we're saying is stuff that's, like, appeasing? No, no, no. Mm-mm. Because all of the hate mail comes to me. No, it doesn't. None of the hate mail comes to you. Where are you getting hate mail from? None of, none of it's even about you. Well, I didn't say it was about me. I said it comes to me. Because people text you about it or what? Mm-hmm. Text, email. Well, if your people are not smart enough to use G-chat. The, the, commun- the communal uh, communication tools, whether or not that's our text line mm-hmm. or our email at ourpointpodcast at gmail.com or our Facebook group, which is also our point podcast, I, I can't help you. They... Um. I can't help you, Carmen. How do we tell your people to use the appropriate channels? Uh, well, I'll I'll start directing them to. Well, I feel like they're the going to channels. after I just yelled at them. Whatever. See what it. happens. This is what happens. Are we even the... talking about your very boring, very boring secretary that we're talking about? <laughs> like, I don't even know what tangent I'm on. Oh, I was like, I just feel like we've clearly gone off of that article. But yeah, we can be done with the article. Okay, okay. Miguel Cardona. Oh, but I will say Cardona has emphasized a focus on civil rights and LGBTQ students. And he stressed the legal rights of transgender children when pressed during his confirmation hearing. So I, I literally already said that, but thank you for. Well, I want to reiterate. Okay. I feel like it, it got lost in my rant of nothing. Okay. Good point. Good point. That's a strong, strong way to end. Strong way to end. What's your parting thought today? I have so many parting thoughts and I even wrote them all down ahead of time. Uh, I want to say a couple thank yous um, because Zach noticed I was using my new favorite mug uh, over the weekend and we have not talked about it on the podcast because I got it as a Christmas present. So shout out to Jenny, longtime listener, who got me a mug that says it's for the Fraud Street Run, Philly 2020, 11 miles, four seasons, total landscaping and so somebody as a joke put together this race that was going to go after the infamous trump press conference at four seasons total landscaping that so it was going to go from regular four seasons four seasons total landscaping and then so many people signed up for it they had to make it virtual and jenny got me a mug and jenny's a runner and it was so really great so that added to my mug collection over christmas um michael longtime listener Bought me two headbands from mm. uh, a little company called the Happy Headband Company. And I checked out their website. Totally adorable. But the headbands that he got me literally have Stacey Abrams' face on it and peaches. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And then the other one says, I'm speaking over and over again in red, white, and blue. It's totally cute. Yes. And for all of the women or men listeners that want headbands, they definitely should check out the Happy Headband Company. Because not only are they uh, a woman-owned business, but mm-hmm. they um, give books to because they're she's a former teacher and her headband company has become so popular that she had to quit teaching along with her mother who retired early who was also a teacher. But they give um, library books to schools as um, a, a portion of the profits they they give back to the to the little libraries, which I thought she would love. I do love that. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. Speaking of I'm speaking, <laughs> I received a Christmas card in the mail yesterday. 
Oh my. Uh, which made me happy. And uh, so Jesse, longtime listener, sent me a magnet with the fly swatter and the fly. And it says, I'm speaking Kamala Harris. So, and I like Jesse's strategy of sending the Christmas card much, much later because now it has a prominent place all by itself on my refrigerator. Yeah, I think that was totally part of her strategy. I'm sure it was. I'm sure mm-hmm. it was. So, um, thank you for the Christmas card and the magnet. And then finally, oh I believe it was Sarah asked us to investigate the Clubhouse app, which I have not done, but it is still on my radar. Okay. Well, I feel like I am caught up now. That's a lot. Um, my parting thought is what the fuck is going on with people stealing Lady Gaga's French bulldogs and then shooting her dog walker? So insane. And the fact that there's like uh, an entire ring of people that are stealing these French bulldogs is insane to me. But this poor dog walker that got shot in the chest and then luckily Lady Gaga's, um, bulldogs have been found they were found like miles away like tied up to a pole um apparently now the guy is gonna make it but i mean it's so sad and so fucked up that that happened so my party thought is what the fuck is going on with people trying to steal dogs and to shoot somebody over a French bulldog? And what? Shoots. It's so, so you know, bizarre. Like you you were gonna go to prison for murder over a French bulldog? What? That makes zero sense. But I again, whatever. Kim Kardashian will be there to help you get out of prison. <laughs> so, anyways. I'm glad that Lady Gaga got her dogs back. I'm glad that. The very nice dog walker who was like, I'm sorry, I didn't do more to protect your dogs is going to live. Oh, my God. I do not love dogs that much. They no, not enough to like get shot for them. There's not a single dog that I would be like, okay, I'll get shot. (laughs) Just not a thing that's going to happen. I'm sorry. Um but there are only like a handful of people I would get shot for. Totally. That's, that's a really good point. Like you can I, have my dog. I have like, I don't even know if I could fill a hand. I don't, I mean, I don't even know if I could fill one hand with the people that I would get shot for. I mean that, I don't think they would want that for me. <laughs> right. Like that's what I'm thinking going to go with. I don't think they would want me to get shot. Mm, I better be on that list. I don't know. Am I in your will? If I like, that's the thing. Like, I am only going to get shot for somebody if, like, I get put in a wheel somewhere. Am I? Do you want the Subaru? Like, what do you? What do I have that? I want I could... the fancy new faucet with the Done. the hair Done. thingy. You can rip. You can rip the vanity out of the house. Okay, sounds good. All right. Well, let's get let's get to real work. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Yes, Talk and to happy. You on Thursday. Uh, Women's History Month. Women's History Month. So, bye. Thank you for listening to Our Point. To stay up to date and for links of the articles that we discuss in this podcast, join us on Facebook and Twitter at Our Point Podcast. If you have articles that you would like us to discuss, feel free to tag us on Facebook or Twitter, or you can also email us at ourpointpodcast at gmail.com.